Christmas is a celebration of life and of light. Remember, this is Advent. Advent is about the coming of the Lord. Advent leads us up to Christmas, and Christmas is the celebration of life and light. It's a celebration of Jesus Christ, whose life is the light of men. The light has come. The question is, do you love the light, or do you love the darkness? I've got three scriptures I want to read to you this morning as we begin our message. The first scripture is John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. These are the words recorded for us by the Apostle John. The words of the Apostle. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7, the words of the prophet. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. I want you to pay attention to the words the prophet uses. Joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder. The rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. It's a picture of light. It's a picture of rejoicing and joy and celebration. Christmas is a time to celebrate because our oppressors have been defeated. Those who have held us in bondage the devil, Jesus came, the Bible says, he was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. And the prophet is giving us a picture here of joy and rejoicing and celebration in victory over the oppressor and those who were the enemies of God. Verse 6, for, what's the cause of this celebration? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, from that time of his birth, even forever. That means it will never end. 
that will never stop increasing, that will never stop moving forward. And how will this happen? The prophet ends the verse like this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now I want to go back to the Gospel of John and I want to read to you the words of Jesus recorded for us in John 3, 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light as his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Christmas is a celebration of light and life. Christmas is literally a celebration of light. It is a celebration of the light of the world, Jesus Christ. His life is the light of men. Without his life, we are darkness. Those in the world who do not even associate the celebration of Christmas with Jesus celebrate with light. Have you ever noticed that? Even people who don't believe in Jesus, who celebrate Christmas... It involves light because that's what Christmas is about, light and life. There is no Christmas without Christ, and Christ is the life and light that has come into the world. Any celebration of Christmas, knowingly or unknowingly, is a celebration of Christ whose life is the light of men. We, the church, should understand this and rejoice all the more because of it. For this confirms for us that the promise of God is true, revealed to us by his prophets through his word. The increase of God's government and peace has no end. It cannot be stopped. The light and life of Christ has overcome both darkness and death. Christ is the light that will never be overcome by darkness. Wherever there is light, darkness is dispelled. Have you ever noticed that? You've never once turned on the lights and the darkness remain. Christ is the light of the world that has overcome the darkness of the world. It matters not how dark the darkness will never overcome the light. The light cannot fail. Wherever it shines, it will prevail. Jesus Christ is the light that has come into the world. He is the Word who was with God and the Word who is God. He is the Word made flesh that dwelt among us. He is God and God is love and love never fails. Therefore, we can be assured that the light of Christ has overcome and darkness can never prevail. So we know the Word of the prophet is true 
that the knowledge of the glory of God will fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. That has begun and it has no end. Christ has come, the light is here, and the darkness will flee away. The light is the light of men. Jesus Christ is light and life to all who belong to him. If you love the light, it is because God has given you a new heart, a heart to love light and to shun darkness. Therefore, a heart that loves Christ, who is the light that is the life of men. In other words, any man that has life has the light. And any man that has the light has life. The light that is the life of men is not merely temporal life, not just physical life, that we live in these physical bodies in the flesh. So the life that we have, the light that is the life of men, is not just physical life, it is eternal life. Physical life, no matter how long, is temporary along with all the blessings that may accompany it. On the other hand, our life in Christ is eternal life, and the blessings that accompany it are never-ending and beyond what we can see or even think. The light and the life we receive when we receive Christ can never be compared with any temporal blessing associated with life in this world. As wonderful, as glorious as our gift giving may be on Tuesday, there is no gift that we can receive that is of this world that compares to the gift that God has given to us in Jesus Christ. There is no amount of money or success or fame that can compare to what we have been given in Jesus Christ. The worst days of persecution or suffering or loss for the sake of Christ produce in us an eternal weight of glory that so far exceeds anything this world can produce that it is not worthy to be compared. Jesus has come that we would have true life, abundant life, and that we would have it to the full. The light of God and the grace of God has appeared to all men. The light and grace of God has appeared to all men, but has not been received by all men. Jesus came, he appeared to all men. Jesus did not come secretly, he did not come veiled, he did not come hidden. He came open for all to see. When he was crucified, he was not crucified in secret, he was crucified on a hill for all the world to witness and to know. There is no amount, there is, there is nothing that we can do There is nothing that we can do that can diminish the true light that has come. That light will never be extinguished. The light has come. Jesus has appeared. He appeared for all men to see, but not all men have received him. Titus 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing 
of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. In other words, his own special people that love the light. Remember, this is what Jesus said. This is the condemnation. The light has come into the world, but men loved darkness rather than light. Jesus Christ has come. The salvation of God has appeared to all men. And that salvation appeared that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, a people who are zealous for good works, a people who are zealous for the light, a people who love the light. It is not enough to believe in a Messiah. You must believe in the Messiah. It is not enough to believe in a God or God's You must believe in the one true and living God. It's not enough for the grace of God and the light of God to appear. That grace and that light must be received. The light has come. Christ is the true light. And in him is life. And the life is the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. That described the people in Isaiah's day, but that also describes the people in our day. It describes us. We walk in a world filled with darkness, but the light has come. Christ has come. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light. This was true in Isaiah's day. It is true in John's day. It is true in our day. Jesus is the light of the world. He has come and men love darkness rather than light. Christmas is literally a celebration of light. Specifically, it is a celebration of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. The light has come. Do you love the darkness or do you love the light? Now that might sound like a silly question because you're here on this Sunday morning, to worship and to celebrate Jesus. But that question, do you love the light, is still an important question. That is a question we must all be willing to ask ourselves. Because our love for darkness or our love for light can manifest in subtle ways. Today in the Sunday school lesson, We learned about Solomon. It was interesting. God said of Solomon, he followed me in all of his ways and loved the ways of the Lord, except that he offered sacrifices on the high places. And perhaps Solomon didn't realize that what he was doing was darkness, but it was. He should have known because he had the word of God, he had the law of God, he had the commandments of God. And Solomon called the wisest man to ever live if he was foolish enough to offer sacrifices and to worship false gods, how much more prone might we to fall into darkness or the ways of darkness in ways that we might not even realize? So this question, do we love the light, is a question that 
is worth asking. That's a question that God is asking us to answer and to reflect on as we live our life, especially if we live our life professing to walk in the light. And that, that is the life of men. If we profess to walk in the light of Christ, then it's worth asking ourselves, Lord, is there any darkness in me? If we profess to be in Christ, to trust Him and to love Him, then we must be willing and able to answer this question with a resounding yes. Yes, I love the light. Yes, I am in the light. And my desire is to walk as a child of light. Our ability and our willingness to answer that question with a resounding yes does not mean that we are walking perfectly or even close to it because none of us do. Our ability and our willingness to answer that question has much more to do with our desire than it does with our actual performance. In other words, if our heart is to walk in the light as He is in the light, because we love Christ and we love the light, our flesh will ultimately come into submission to His Spirit. When we fall down... We need to get back up. And here's the reality. We all fall down. Sometimes we stumble in the darkness. But when we stumble in the darkness, Christ gives us light to get up and to go forward. In fact, as believers, every time we stumble in darkness, Christ gives us light to continue walking in the Spirit. However often you fall, get back up. As you feel conviction over your sin, don't resist that. Rejoice in that. For that is His grace molding and shaping and renewing you to His light and to His life. Conviction of sin is a good thing. Mourning over your sin is a good thing. It should remind you that there's something, there's someone in you that is opposing your sin. That is reminding you that your sin is contrary to the light that's in you. The darkness of sin that tries to invade us is contrary to the light that lives within us. And when we give place to the darkness, it is the light within us that reminds us that we have strayed from his path. And it is that light within us that shines the way for us to get back up and to get back on the path of righteousness for his namesake. Romans 8, chapter 1, um, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, Paul the Apostle writes, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
Because Christ came and condemned sin in the flesh and fulfilled the righteous requirement of the law. Because of that, we can now walk according to the Spirit in Christ. If we belong to Christ, we are no longer in the flesh, the Bible teaches us, but we are actually in the Spirit. And so we can now walk according to the Spirit, no longer fulfilling the lust of the flesh. That is good news. And that good news is possible because Jesus has come. That's what we're celebrating Christmas. That's the reason we celebrate Christmas, because Jesus has come. Christ came to save us from our sin, and so he has. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. We have the greatest reason to celebrate today and every day. Christ has come to save us from our sin, and he has given to us the greatest gift that can be given or can be received. He has given us the gift of himself. I pray that you have received him. If you have not, ask in faith and you can be assured that you will receive the gift of God that was purchased with the life of the Son of God. Ask in faith and you will receive eternal life in Jesus Christ. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. That's the good news. That's the gift of God. Merry Christmas. I want us to get ready to come to the table. I want you to think about that gift that's been given. I want you to think about the gift God gave. I don't know and I don't really care how much money you've all spent on Christmas, but very often people go in great debt to purchase all of their Christmas presents. I want you to think about the price that was paid for God the Father to give the gift of His Son to each of us. It cost him the life of his son. It cost the son becoming sin for us that we would become the righteousness of God in him. It cost him everything. That's why I am a proponent, not of going in debt, but I am a proponent of giving gifts. And celebrating and rejoicing. I feel sorry for people that don't celebrate Christmas. I know Christians who don't celebrate Christmas. Because it's not in the Bible and they believe it's pagan. Bah humbug! This is the day the Lord has made. And so is tomorrow and so will Christmas be the day the Lord has made. And we should celebrate the birth of the Savior, the coming of the Savior every day. But we just picked December 25th to be the day that we highlight that celebration. And we of all people who know what this season and what this day is about, we should celebrate more robustly, more lively, more boisterously than anyone else. And we should be proud of it. 
because of what Jesus Christ has done. Because what the Father has done in giving us the Son. Christmas is a glorious time. I pray you know the Savior. And as you trust in Him, I invite you to come to the table of the Lord. Let's stand. In your charge today, I want to remind you once again that Jesus Christ is the light and life that has come into the world. His light is the life of men. We are darkness until we become light, and in His light we are made alive. Each day reminds us that darkness will never overcome light. The sun rises and darkness is dispelled. The sun sets and the darkness resumes, but only until the dawning of a new day and the light of the sun. The seasons teach us that death will never overcome life. In winter, the world falls into a death-like sleep. The vibrancy of spring and summer fall into the bleakness of winter. With darkening days, winter seems to hold the world in darkness and death, but it is only a season. The new life and new light of spring turns into the bright fruitfulness of summer. In fact, the winter that appears to be full of darkness and death is in reality only a season that is preparing the world for new life. If we did not know any better, we could find ourselves in the bleakness of winter thinking that death and darkness had consumed the world around us, but that would not be true. Winter pictures perfectly for us the resurrection life and power of Jesus Christ. What appeared to be hopelessly dead is actually waiting to be raised up in new life. So it is with us in this world. Don't be deceived into thinking that the winter we see is really death. It is not. Winter is simply a season that will pass into the spring of new life. Jesus is the light. The light has come and the light is the life of men. The world around us may be in darkness, but the dawning of a new day is coming. All that was once green and lively may seem to be dead and dying, but do not fear. The fall leads us into winter, but winter simply is a season that leads us into the new life of spring and the fruitfulness of summer. Christ has come, the darkness will pass into light, and death is swallowed up in life. A child is born, the sun is given, the light of the world has dawned, his light will continue to dawn until one day the darkness will flee forever, and it will never, ever return. The days and the seasons teach us about the working of God. When night comes, we do not fear, for we know that night follows day, and day follows night. When night comes, we know it is temporary. The sun never stops shining. We are only turned away from the sun, but God will bring us back around to face the sun in a new day. The good news is that now in Christ, we never have to turn away from the sun of righteousness that shines eternally in our hearts. Christ has come, the light has dawned, love and light, love the light and shun the darkness. Go and shine his light and proclaim to the world the Savior has come. Do not fear their darkness. The light in you cannot be overcome, it cannot be extinguished. The sun of righteousness is shining in you 
and has already overcome all darkness and death. His light shines eternally to new life and a new creation. What an amazing gift that is given. Go and share God's gift of light and life with all you come in contact with. Be like the shepherds and go and proclaim the wonderful news. Christ the Savior is come. Merry Christmas.